Welcome to SWAT Radio. SWAT Radio is part of His Light International Ministries, and its mission is to equip men in sound biblical instruction for the purpose of godly living. In fact, Paul writes to his little child in the faith, Timothy, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, he says, All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And our greatest desire at SWAT Radio is to see Christian men equipped to shepherd their families, to serve the local church, and to seek the welfare of their cities for the glory of God. We're glad you you tuned in today. This is Brad Sykes. I'm hanging out with my good buddy, Doug McCary. And this week, we are in Acts chapter 17. And uh, Doug, I certainly enjoyed our conversation yesterday. In fact, I, I don't know if you do this, but uh, sometimes I'll leave here and I just want to keep talking about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm sure Lori does this. How did radio go? Whatever. Sometimes she's not able to tune in. And so I, I kind of give her a complete download of what we, you and I have been talking about. But uh, what, a great, uh, what a great word we're looking at today and this week. Yeah, seeing the world with spiritual eyes, really divine eyes, I call it. It's not just spiritual. You know, the word spiritual in our culture, there, there's people who are spiritual. but they That's have, a broad word. Yeah, isn't it? it's pretty broad. But divine eyes, to see with divine eyes means you're seeing with God's eyes. And as believers, quite frankly, we should be seeing everything through uh, the eyes of God as mm-hmm. Christ you know, is in us. Wow. Did you see, hear that little boost there? Uh, so if you're listening out there, we just got a, a <laughs> we got supercharged boost. over yeah, here. <clears throat> kind of feel that uh, divine presence almost when you, <laughs> we say it like, you know, you get that big booming voice. Uh, anyway, um, you know, Brad, just looking at the headlines and, and you can pick Jacksonville or, you know, Chesapeake, Virginia, Virginia beach. You can pick, um, uh, uh you know, Meridian, Mississippi, Jackson, Mississippi, uh, St. Augustine. Pick any place and just look at the headlines. Just today in Jacksonville, a 17-year-old driver leads police on chase down Roosevelt Boulevard. Um, you know, um, the man found shot to death near Gateway Town Center. Mm. Uh, arrests made after threats against Clay County High School circulate on social media. So, you know, a lot of times you can live in a bubble if you don't deal like with what we call big city crime like Chicago mm-hmm. or New York or L.A. But, you know, they are it's everywhere now. It's not just isolated to the big cities mm-hmm. now. It's spread through everywhere. And some of the most horrendous crimes I've read about are like in rural parts of Florida. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, people right. hacking their family members up. It's just crazy the place we uh, are living in now as a country. And one of the problems is a real lack of leadership. Yeah. I mean, just a real lack of spiritual leadership. People aren't seeing with divine eyes. They see with political eyes. They see with financial eyes, but not with the eyes of God. Yeah. Well, we don't lift up the law 
you know, the our our government. Uh, you, you can, you know, now they're trying to pass, uh, you know, they're trying to release all these prisoners that were thrown in jail for, for uh, marijuana possession. You know what's interesting about that is, um, and I was reading something, this was last week when all this stuff started coming out, that uh, a lot of the people that are in prison for marijuana possession aren't there because they got busted for smoking a joint or whatever it is. Most of those cases have been uh, have been dealt down. They they may, there may have been they some other down. yeah they, they pled, pled down. down to possession, mm-hmm. and now we're going to release. I think you had to have like fifty pounds of that stuff if you were thrown in jail, but now all these things are pled down, and we're letting prisoners out on the street that need to be locked up. Mm-hmm. Well, other people see that. And it's just a license to go do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Now, that's on a civil level that we should be obeying the law. There are consequences or should be consequences for disobeying the law. Yeah. And in our, in our world today, that doesn't seem to exist. No. Of course, we're talking more about God's divine laws, uh, that there are consequences when we violate those. Well, we just we live in a world where it's becoming increasingly, uh, 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 what's the right word here? I'm looking for it, it's increasingly uh, risky to speak truth. Hmm. You know, and we're about truth. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth, and I have to tell you that you know in in Hollywood there are people. You know, we talked yesterday about L.A. being a cultural center for the arts, you know, with uh, the the media and stuff. One of the guys who's been very involved in that arena, who has been pretty bold to speak out at the risk of being canceling, and he has gotten canceled a lot, is Tim Allen. Yeah, I saw that. His tweet. Did you see his tweet? Yes. <clears throat> uh, you know, well, he, first of all, Tim's a comedian. Right. And comedians... Uh, you know, nobody had a problem with uh, comedians uh, ripping President Bush when he's there, or Trump, or, 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 or Trump. Uh, I mean, or, or Trump. But you know, he made a joke the other day about like uh, President Biden was on sixty Minutes, and I heard he asked how long the show was. You know, it was just kind of a joke. But he got ripped for that, and he also said, "Who's the face of woke? Do they have a clubhouse in somebody's backyard, or maybe some cute little safe?" playpen somewhere and he got really ripped and you know he he did not get recast in lightyear the movie this year that came out about buzz lightyear which is a character he played for four years a lot of people believe it was because of his Mm -hmm. uh, strong stance for values (coughs) Mm -hmm. good right moral values and throughout our country's history even though there were people in our country in leadership who didn't believe in God, they believed in his value system. And it's been a bedrock of our country that's really come crashing down, almost like the World Trade Center came crashing down so quickly and swiftly in the last uh, few years. It was a it was a slow leak for a while, Brad, but I feel like now we're in a car where the wheels come off. And we don't know where we're going right now. And we desperately need leadership. Now, I know we have an election coming up in a few weeks. And everybody is is bent on doing the right thing. I encourage you to do that. Go vote for the candidate you believe 
is best going to represent those kind of values. But in the same way we can't place our hope in uh, the chariots or the horses, we can't place our hope in any politician. Our hope is in Jesus. And if we don't start being more bold as believers to speak out, to speak biblically, Mm -hmm. uh, to speak inclusively, you know, we, we tend to see people write off people in the transgender and homosexual community because of their rabid lobbying and all that stuff. And we can disagree with them strongly about those things, but still love them and still be a voice. Now they may not receive it, but we don't have to let anger be a part of the process with us in dealing with them. Because I remember what Paul wrote when he says, Hey, such were some of you. Well, think back to your own sin. It doesn't mean you forgive their sin. One, we can't forgive any sin unless it's against us. We we have an ability to forgive somebody an offense. But as far as it relates to going against God, only God can forgive that sin. And we need to be praying for these people to have the veil torn away so they can see because they're just blinded. And we're going to look at some of those things today. Well, and and I think we were, I was reading something today, uh, in fact, our, our, our guys over at Just Thinking Podcast just put out a new new podcast this week, and I was listening to it, and they were talking about how uh, we tend to have, and Paul Tripp talks about this, Doug, that we we tend to see the world through a a, a TV camera, a movie camera, mm-hmm. and we, we turn our focus outward, and we see the, the ill of our country and the, the, the evil of a society – and and really, we should turn the camera back on ourselves and and look at our own life. And I know you and I battle with that as we get behind these mics day after day, and we exposit the Word of God. This this has got to get through us. It's got to get in us and through us. It's got to do a work in us for us to have a passion and a boldness to share it with others. Yeah, I'm reminded of Paul's words in Romans two four. He says, "Do you presume on the riches of His kindness?" And forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance. Mm. And yet we walk out of these buildings with our, our our fists clenched, angry at everybody else, and yet they're just doing what lost people do. Mm-hmm. We should have compassion and kindness and forbearance and patience with these people. Well, when we look at our city, what do you see? That's really the question we're going to be dealing with today. What do we see? Like, you know, as a as a former uh, law enforcement guy, when I go to a new city, one of the first things I notice is either um, crime or I notice the police presence or I notice security. I'm looking. I, that's what mm. has influenced me a right. lot. And, you know, as a believer – and an evangelist especially, I see lost people. When I see buses, I used to see buses in India when I'd be over mm-hmm. there, packed to the gill. Yeah. And I would think all these poor souls are destined for hell. They're idol worshipers. 
because the vast majority, 98%, were. And so <clears throat> what do we see when we see our city, when we see those around us? When we come back, we're going to be talking about seeing with divine eyes. Amen, amen. Well, SWAT Radio is a live broadcast. We want to encourage you to call in with your questions, comments, just an encouraging word. The number is 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. If you're unable to call, feel free to email us at ask at SWAT Radio. Com. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walked away. There is good news for the doubter, the one religion failed for the good Lord. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. This week we are in Acts chapter 17, verses 16 to 21, and we're looking at uh, God's call that we would have eyes to see with div- with divine eyes. We we spoke last b- week about the impact we're going to have as we speak boldly, as we speak, as we live boldly, as we speak biblically, as we share inclusively, and as we suffer trustingly. And today and tomorrow, <clears throat> we'll be looking at this idea of seeing the world with divine eyes, and. Uh, you know, this is a challenge, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> because we're so saturated in the world, and uh, you know, it's all—it's very much about me. <laughs> well, and you know, Brad, when you think about Paul, first of all, just a little background for those who might just be tuning in. Paul was um, had gone through Thessalonica and Berea. He left Philippi. Remember what happened in Philippi? He was thrown in jail. He was beaten. He left a church there made up of Lydia, the little demon princess girl who was a fortune teller who yep. he cast the demon out, the jailer, and some other people, believers there, was their church that became a very special church to him. And he left and went on going toward Rome, and he went into Thessalonica first, then Berea. And what happened in both those cities 
he was met with some pretty strong opposition. And even though there were believers in the city who responded to the message, he left Timothy and Silas there and went to Athens to wait for them as they followed up. He believed so strongly in follow-up that he didn't just take everybody and leave them out to themselves. He wanted to make sure they had good theology. You know, Brad, so many people dismiss the theology of the Christian life. They they say, well, I have Jesus, and so I'm good now. No, Jesus did not bring you into his family simply to get a ticket punch to get on a train to go to heaven. He brought you in to be a bold messenger, to be a messenger who spoke biblically, to be a person who demonstrated you're different from the rest of the world and that you don't put up barriers to people because of their gender, their skin color, their ethnic background, or their uh, monetary status in life. And he also wanted to leave people who would suffer trusting in the one true living God, showing people there's things bigger than their own life. Mm. And when you think about it like that, We've kind of gotten off the rails in America, in the church specifically. And as we look at this idea of seeing with divine eyes, get the picture of Paul coming into Athens, a place he had heard about probably since he was a kid. Athens was the central cultural like icon of that day. Mm-hmm. I mean, like mm-hmm. it would be like you and me thinking about New York in there. Right. You know, <clears throat> Brad, you remember the first time you went to New York? Oh, yeah. You just kind of looked around going, wow, (laughs) right? Paul didn't do that in Athens. Even though he had heard about a city of thousands and thousands of gods, I mean, even their public buildings there were housing places for idols. And so he goes in there not seeing those things. He's not wowed by it. He's, He's upset by it. He sees... He's, he's jealous for the glory of God, and he sees with divine eyes because that's what God's called us to do. And Paul grasped that because he walked in the Spirit. Not that he was perfect and did everything without problem, but the Spirit so ruled him at this point when he comes in, he's, it says he's provoked. The word there is like stabbed in verse 16. And I want you to think about what Jesus said over in John 6. John six sixty three. Jesus said, It's the Spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. So the first thing that are required for you to see with spiritual or divine eyes is you have to have the Spirit in you to begin with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that Spirit has to be ruling. If you don't have the Spirit... You're not going to see. In Matthew 13, Jesus says, Blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. He's talking to the disciples. He says, I say to you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see and didn't see it, and to hear what you hear and didn't hear it. And I want you to think about, uh, not Matthew, but uh, Moses. Think about Daniel. Think about Job. Think about Joseph. Think about David. All these Old Testament saints, do you know that they did not have the permanent indwelling Holy Spirit the way mm. we do and the way we have access to? And and 
Jesus is telling his disciples, there were many prophets and righteous people who longed to see what you see. The word righteous there doesn't mean these people were perfect, but it means these were people set apart for Mm -hmm. God. They were loyal to the one true living God, and yet they didn't see with spirit-led, spirit-filled eyes all the time like the disciples could. In 1 Corinthians, Paul kind of laid this out. He says in in chapter 2, verse 14, the natural person doesn't accept the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him. The things of the Spirit are folly. They say he's not able to understand them because they're not spiritually discerned. The spiritual person judges all things, but he himself is judged by no one. So as, as you're seeing with worldly eyes, how do you... How do you transition to the divine eyes concept? How do you go there? How do you get to that place? Well, Paul lays out in 2 Corinthians 3 how that happens. He's talking about the Jews there, and he says, Their minds were hardened, for to this day when they read the Old Covenant, the same veil remains unlifted, because only through Christ is it taken away. Yes, To this day, whenever Moses is read, read a veil lies over their hearts. But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. So only Jesus can take it away. It's only in Christ. And in Matthew 4, 19, Jesus said, follow me and you'll figure out how to do it. Is that what he said? No. (laughs) No. He said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And so to see with divine eyes, the first thing is you got to follow Jesus and seek his kingdom. He was constantly reminding the disciples, my kingdom is not of this world. You've got to seek the kingdom, John or Matthew 6.33, to seek first the kingdom of God and all these things I'll add to you. And so when you are following Jesus, Brad, was there a guy who followed Jesus but who didn't seek his kingdom? Of course. Yeah. Judas. Judas. <clears throat> and there were a whole host of people in John 6 who did mm-hmm. that. Yep. So you can follow Jesus and not seek his kingdom. We have to ask God to open our eyes to his world, open our eyes to his thing. God, help me to see with divine eyes. And um, when we walk that way, we'll begin to see with his eyes as we follow him and we seek his kingdom. You go, yeah, but isn't that a workspace thing? No. What did I say? Ask God to help you. you remember that man who prayed, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief? Absolutely. I mean, none of us can get there without his help. But when we walk into a city or a room or a meeting, what do we go in and see? Do we see potential sources of income? Do we see people who are dying without Jesus? Do we look at them and wonder, I wonder if they know Jesus? Do we see with those spiritual eyes? You know, when you see Athens, most people were blown away by the architecture and the culture. But Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10, those temples are not beautiful. There's nothing to go, wow, that's beautiful. There's nothing beautiful about a temple to to a demon. And that's what he says they are. And he said the city was full of idols. Luke wrote that it was full of idols. We said yesterday it literally means smothered with. 10,000 people in the city, 30,000 idols. 
it was known for more for the idols than it was for the people there. And so when when we look at that, how do we as men really cultivate seeing with those divine eyes? Well, it means we have to be yielded to the Spirit. Um, Brad, look up First John 2 real quick. John really brought out this concept in First John 2 when he <clears throat> says don't love the world. The word there for love is the mm-hmm. word agape. It's the unconditional love of the world. So if you love the world unconditionally, it means you're loving God conditionally because you can't love, love God <clears throat> and the world both unconditionally. Right. So yeah, read First that John two fifteen through seventeen through seventeen. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the the, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes, and pride in possessions is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. So. All, all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes. Remember in the garden it mm-hmm. says she saw the fruit. Right. She saw. Anytime you try to discern truth apart from God, you're headed down a bad direction. You don't want to go down that way. And so when people are saying, well, they have the right to believe what they want. Well, they, they do. They also have the right to burn in hell mm-hmm. if they want. You know, and to say they don't believe in it is like somebody saying, I don't believe jumping off the Empire State Building is going to kill me. Mm-hmm. They can say that all they want. Right. But the truth is, there is a day of judgment. In fact, we're going to look at next week on air uh, as we look at Paul's message. He tells the Athenians who were in the Areopagus, mm-hmm. there's a day of judgment coming. Right. He's not trying <clears throat> to motivate them by fear, but he's putting out a reality. You know, and Brad, the truth is, it, I think we've lost that in our culture. We don't bring that reality up enough. Well, it's interesting. Maybe we can pick up on this when we come back about that verse 16 where it says, Now, while Paul was waiting for them at Athens, his spirit was provoked. I was doing a little word study. That's the word peroxide. Yeah. It, think about peroxide. It, it, it awakens you. And I'm afraid we're asleep. these days right well we're going to take a break for national news again we're glad you joined us on SWAT radio we want to hear from you when we return the number is 844-777-SWAT 844-777-7928 you can also email us with your questions and comments to ask at SWATradio.com stay tuned we'll be right back SWAT Radio. We're glad you've joined us this afternoon, and we're looking at Acts chapter 17, verses 16 through 21. 
with an understanding that if if we're going to have an impact as God's kingdom priest, we're going to need to see the world with divine eyes. We're also going to need to engage the world with a divine message, which we will dig into uh, tomorrow. But, Doug, you know, we, we went into that break just talking about the fact that uh, so, sometimes as you look at a passage, I think what catches my attention is the fact that it says while Paul was waiting for them at Athens, his spirit was provoked within him as he saw the city was full of idols. And you were talking earlier when you when you go to a new city, what provokes us? You know, what is it that gets our attention? And, uh, you know, it, I, I just find it interesting that Paul was kind of awakened by the Spirit. Well, we've talked about this before. You know, if, um, if, you, if, if you've never studied botany or biology, really, and all of a sudden you get a class on it in college or wherever, and you walk in the woods, you see the woods completely differently than hmm. you did before. And so Paul goes into this city, and you're right that 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 you know that word there, um, parox. I think it's paroxuno or mm-hmm. something like that. It's like paroxima, um, but it literally it it it, it means like implying like some kind of almost um, stabbing or, or or like it's 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 really. Uh, rage is what it really means uh, to, to, to be, you know, really moved. And I think we live in a time of apathy right now in our right. culture, <clears throat> unless it affects us personally. We're like, so, I mean, yeah, we're calloused, really. Yeah. We're hardened. But I, I, I believe it's even more than that, bro. I believe it's ap- ap- apathetic. Sure. I mean, like, sure. if you, unless it affects us financially, um, <laughs> Uh, relationally, we just like, oh, that's their problem. Mm. Mm. Until it comes back around, and I, I, uh, I look at this text. Now, I was thinking specifically about First John two again. The desires of the flesh, the desire of the eyes, the pride of life, is not from the Father, but from the world. These are the things that feed us a lot of times. But I want to go back to what you put pointed out the scripture said about verse 16 it says he was provoked in his flesh i mean in the spirit not the flesh it's very specific to say he was provoked in his spirit Mm -hmm. and you know if you look at the the word provoked the tense of it and and by the way the greeks were masters in language the way they wrote and structured their language it's so much better. They, I mean, you can look at the. I know this is going back to our our English days. You know, past. Uh, you know, imperfect tense, perfect tense. You know, passive, active, indicative, first person, third person. But this word is a passive. So it means Paul's not actively doing. This is something that's happening to him. Mm-hmm. Well, hmm. we know who that is. It's right. God provoking his spirit because God wants to do a work. So if God is not provoking our spirit, you know, I was with uh, one of our brothers uh, this morning, and he was sharing with me 
about sharing the gospel with somebody and realizing that he, he had known this guy a long time. And this guy said, yeah, I'm a believer, but never really showed a lot of fruit. And he just really challenged him at the end of his life. The guy's getting ready to pass away. And he went to him. He said, you know, you've been saying this a long time, but he challenged him and, and actually shared the gospel with him. Hmm. And the guy it got really angry and defensive at first, which is you and I have both seen that with people. Sure. But this brother of ours was so provoked. It reminded me of Jeremiah 29 when he says, listen, this message is like a burning fire in my heart. I can't keep it in. Hmm. If you think about the life as a, a, a kingdom priest in our world, why are our kingdom priests not seeing that? Yeah. Why are we not seeing like that? Why are we not burning like that? I, I contend it's apathy. Yeah. It's it's yeah. really <clears throat> as as it relates to other people. Mm-hmm. We care about ourselves. Sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But but those people and so you know when uh, Isaiah forty two, God says through His servant, thus says God the Lord, and that's Yahweh who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread the earth out where it comes from, who gives breath to people on it, spirit to those who walk in it. He gives spirit, Brad, to those Mm -hmm. who walk in it. He says, I am the Lord. I've called you in righteousness. I will take you by the hand and keep you. I will give you as a covenant for the people, a light for the nations to open the eyes that are blind to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prison, those who sit in darkness. So if God is going to use us to help people see, we have to see and not let the enemy Mm -hmm. come in and distract us because that's really what happens. We get distracted from doing those things. And so following Jesus, seeking his kingdom, asking God to open our eyes as we do that, is a way that he's going to give us those eyes to see those 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 that walk in darkness yeah. so that yeah. we can see them not as people that are our enemies but people who are in desperate need of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And if we're called to proclaim the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness as we're going as we're as as we're fulfilling the great commission to go therefore and make disciples where are we going then? Where, you know, I'm going to get up out of here and I'm going to, I'm going to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. That as I'm going, may God open our eyes to see the opportunities, not just to share the gospel, but to even make disciples. Yes, to do both. Yeah, absolutely. We, we, but but we function as kingdom priests. Going mm-hmm. back to First Peter mm-hmm. two nine or even uh, Exodus nineteen six. God has called us as priests. What's the job of a priest? What does a priest do? They're the go-between mm-hmm. between man and God. And he says, you are a kingdom of priests. Now, most people, when they go to church on Sunday, don't see themselves as priests. They see themselves as the people who need the priest. Consumers. Yes. And we are all to be priests. He's called us to be priests. Otherwise, you got to take First Peter two nine out of the Bible. That's right. And Exodus nineteen six out of the Bible because we are called to be those priests. 
But priests are supposed to be the ones. Listen, in any religion, whether it's following Jesus or going to follow, uh, um, you know, Apollos. I, I remember watching those old movies. Remember the old movies where they would show like Hercules or they would show, uh, you know, the, the modern one has uh, Brad Pitt in it uh, so, uh, where Sparta is battling Greece. Um, they're, uh, I can't think of the name of the, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, I do. Eric Banya <clears throat> plays uh, uh, Troy. Troy. It's yeah. Troy. Troy, you know, they, they're going, it's, it's called Troy is the name I of the I think movie. it is Troy, yeah. But in that movie, there's a lady that plays a priestess. Hmm. And, and all they care about is them telling them, what do the gods say? What do the mm-hmm. gods say? Mm-hmm. We, as believers who are priest of the Most High, the one true living God, have the message of God to the world, and it's a message of hope. It's a message that helps people see that there is something beyond this world. In fact, you know, when you read Paul, Paul going into Athens, he's pretty much taking on all the philosophers when he goes in there. Right. And I, you haven't done it today. I'm going to have you read it every day. Yeah. Read yeah. 16 through 21 <laughs> because it tells what Paul's doing. His spirit was provoked, but what did he do? We're going to get into what he did tomorrow, but I want you to read it so they can hear mm-hmm. God's word about what Paul did in response to this provocation. Yeah, this is this is good stuff. Uh, Acts 17, beginning in verse 16. Now, while Paul was waiting for them at Athens, his spirit was provoked within him as he saw that the city was full of idols. So he reasoned in the synagogue with the Jews and the devout persons and in the marketplace every day with those who happened to be there. Some of the Epicureans and Stoic philosophers also conversed with him. And some said, what does this babbler wish to say? Others said, he seems to be a preacher of foreign divinities because he was preaching Jesus and the resurrection. Verse 19, and they took him and brought him to Arapagus, saying, May we know what this new teaching is that you are presenting? For you bring some strange things to our ears. We wish to know, therefore, what these things mean. Mm. Now, all the Athenians and the foreigners who lived there would spend their time in nothing except telling or hearing something new. Mm. Paul moved into action, but it started with what he saw. So again, I come back. What do you see in the world? What are you seeing when you go to a place, when you go to a Starbucks, when you go to a YMCA, when you go to a Publix grocery store, when you go um, wherever you go, what are your eyes seeing? Brad mentioned the word consumer earlier. I think Far too many of us as believers act as consumers and not givers, yeah. not yeah. priests, not people who are serving the Most High God. I was thinking of First Peter 4.10, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as faithful stewards of God's manifold grace. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's Starbucks or it's the YMCA or Publix or wherever you're going... Do we have those kind of eyes to see how we can serve other people, how we can be kingdom priests 
in the world that we're living in. Doug, when we come back, maybe we can kind of talk about what does that look like in our everyday walk? Uh, because I think it's uh, that's really what we're being charged to do. And so uh, we will, uh, we're going to take a quick break. And uh, the number to call is 844-777-7928, 844-777-SWAT. Again, if you're unable to call, please email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's A-S-K at SWATradio.com. We'll be right back for our final segment. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. By the way, if you're new to SWAT, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. SWAT is a teaching ministry that seeks to equip and encourage men in their daily walk with Christ. This broadcast specifically is made possible by the generous donations of listeners like you and corporate sponsors who support clear and unashamed teaching and discussion of God's Word. If you have any interest in learning more about SWAT Radio or one of the many SWAT Bible studies for men, go to SWATradio.com, click on the SWAT Meetings tab, and you can see where we meet. We would love to have you there in person. If you're interested in supporting or sponsoring SWAT Radio, click on the Support tab for further information. Our phone lines are open for this last segment of the day. We would love to hear from you. It's 844-777-7928. 844-777-SWAT. Again, if you have any questions or comments, you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's A-S-K at SWATradio.com. You know, Brad, when you think about Psalm, well, first of all, when you think about seeing with spiritual eyes, we, we said how we follow Jesus, we seek his kingdom. Well, how do we know what his kingdom is? Well, you're not going to know that if you don't know his word. Yeah. And, you know, Psalm 119 says, open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your law. And when you, when you start to read God's word 
and get to know what his kingdom is, he will begin. It's kind of like light received brings more light. Mm -hmm. And the world that we live in right now, they base their truth on what humans believe, either philosophical Mm. or even scientific, whatever. Hey, Brad, has there ever been a time where God defied science? Sure. Many times, right? So scientific truth does not rule God. Uh, Think about it. Wasn't there a time he made the earth sand still? That's right. Was there a time he made wine that normally would take years to make in a matter of moments? Mm -hmm. He defied science. And so his truth is the only truth that matters. And yet there's a majority of people in our country today who believe that your definition of right and wrong is a matter of personal experience. It doesn't come from God or his law. Uh, in fact, three-quarters of millennials, according to George Barna, uh, believe that whatever's right for your life, whatever's best for you, is the only truth you know. This is three-quarters of the people surveyed in that age group compared to um, only 30% of elder people. Um, and millennials are three times more likely than elders to strongly agree that what you believe is what determines right or wrong. Now, think about that. Do you have any ability to change anything? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can change some small things, right. but, but really as it relates to the world around us, but these people don't see spiritually. Um, and, and part of us seeing spiritually is seeing a need out there right? and then being able <clears throat> to address that, and whether it's somebody who has gender dysphoria or somebody who um, discounts God's word for their life, and and as the church, we are the we are the guardians of truth. Mm. I mean, we're the ones yeah. uh, God's truth. Right. He, what does he say um, in Second Timothy that Timothy? This is what guards the truth. It's yeah. a but the church is the buttress of yeah. truth. Yeah. He says, guard the good deposit that's yes. been entrusted to you. Uh, and, and we've got to be uh, vigilant. Peter says in 1 Peter 1, prepare your minds for action, being sober-minded. Set your hope on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. We live in a time now where believers need to practice seeing with spiritual eyes. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew 6? We mentioned 633, but... In 622, um, he says the eye is the lamp of the body. Right. Yeah. So if your eye's healthy, your whole body's full of light. If it's bad, your whole body's full of darkness. And if the light in you is dark, then how great is the darkness? In other words, why was he saying this to the disciples? Because he's saying, if if you aren't seeing this, I'm pouring into you. Mm-hmm. If we represent the Most High God... We're in the Word. We're in Bible studies. You know, we're, we're out there, and if we don't see with spiritual eyes, it's going to be really dark because we're supposed to be the light. Mm-hmm. And I, as believers, I think we need to repent. Oh, amen. We need to repent <clears throat> as a church that, that we have not been seeing with spiritual eyes in our city. We've not been seeing with spiritual eyes in our country. We've been convoluted and 
diluted and everything diluted. <laughs> well, we're going to, and I know tomorrow we're going to get into this sixth point where uh, this idea that as kingdom priest, uh, that God calls us to engage the world with a divine message. And I think, Doug, so often, and I mean, I'm guilty of this myself. You know, I get up, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going somewhere, you know, you, you name it. It could be Lowe's, it could be Publix, it could be to my office. And I get a laser focus as to what's on my agenda for today. This is what my schedule, you know, I don't know if you're like that. I just kind of, first thing in the morning, I just start writing down things that I've got to get done today. And I start to get focused on that. And I can become, I can have those blinders on and not even be aware of what's happening right around me. If I'm going to be a kingdom priest with a divine message, then I ought to be looking for opportunities to share that message. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, uh, listen, we ought to be in Bible studies. We ought to be, if we're going to speak boldly, if, if we're, if we're going to live boldly, we got to n- know biblically, we got to speak biblically. We can get so focused in our little holy huddles that we really don't even know how to engage in a lost world. And that concerns me as well, is that, you know, we have the message of the gospel, but we don't even know how to engage people anymore. that's why I'm excited about what we're going to be talking about tomorrow and this week at SWAT. Listen, if you're a guy out there in Jacksonville, Florida, or maybe you're outside of Jacksonville, this week at SWAT, we are, we're going to be looking at Paul's message to the Areopagus. It's his message on Mars Hill. It is a gospel message given to pagans mm-hmm. who don't know the Old Testament. And in it, uh, you know, Brad, I started sharing with people probably, gosh, back in 1996, 97, principles of evangelism, prayer, care, and share. Right. And the sharing was narrative evangelism, sharing with people not uh, presuppositionally, but sharing with people narratively, you know, sharing with them, starting with their story, mm-hmm. understanding the listener. We see that in Paul. Sharing with them then our story, uh, sharing with them our testimony, bridging the gap, mm-hmm. saying, you know what, we're like you. We're humans. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we don't have it all figured out, but we we know the one who can bring hope. And then going into the Jesus story, I'm going to be sharing that this week at good, SWAT. Good. And if you're out there, you 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 struggle to know how to share the gospel. Pop into to Woody's in the morning, or Salem Center tomorrow at lunch, or uh, Mandarin to the Jumpin' Jack's House of Food, or St. Augustine, or the Friday. Zoom call. Or you're the still Zoom doing the Thursday Zoom night. call. Yeah. Email me at Doug at SWATradio.com. I'll send you a link. You can come to that Zoom call. Join our Zoom guys. Uh, well, Doug, I think that is so critical in our day today. Is there seems to be such a massive divide, uh, and that, there's always been that divide. It's light and darkness. How does light engage in darkness? You know, it, in other words, we we see people in our everyday world where, you know, if we're to be the kingdom priest that God has called us to be, even just the most simple ways of engaging people with, make eye contact with them. How are you today? Not you know. Hey, well, I like got, those. I like that suit you're wearing. Yeah, we're we're, we're we're going to talk about that tomorrow. Just the starts with the superficial. It does. And the conversation. Absolutely, so. absolutely. I think we have a caller, uh, Doug. 
Okay. Hello? Harry? Harry? Gary, Gary, are you there, buddy? I am. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Welcome to SWAT Radio. What's on your mind? Thank you so much. Um, I listen to you when I can, and your comment about uh, being about um, looking at what's going around us, like when we go to Publix or whatever, caught my mind. Um, I'm involved in a number of uh, Bible studies and uh, marketplace ministry, accountability kinds of things, and uh, also uh, prayer calls um, and uh, prayer teams. And recently, uh, one of the members posted something about uh, how short life is and uh, the contrast being uh, eternity is an awful long time. And it, it was a, a nice little clip about uh, reminding us our time to share Christ is very limited. And uh, we need to use the reality of the shortness of time uh, when we in casual conversations with folks, reminding folks that, hey, there's an attorney out there, eternity out there that we we all have to face and, and, you know, motivate them to try to start to ask deeper questions, dig deeper. Well, anyway, with that in mind, I was going through Publix last week, and um, this gal uh, was standing in front of the counter. Um, there was nobody in her line. She was kind of recruiting customers to come through her line. And, you know, a nice young woman uh, taking the initiative, doing her job properly. I went in and bought something, and I, I walked through I was going out the door, and it dawned on me, I, I've got a, a knowing truth type, four spiritual laws kind of track in my wallet. And uh, who would be more potentially interested in this than somebody who's motivated like that? Gary, we've got about 20 seconds. We've got about 20 seconds. Sure. The, 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 the Holy Spirit drove me back. I gave her the track. She was thrilled, and she was. it, it was just the perfect moment. The Holy Spirit was there working through it all. So it was just an example of, of what God was telling us to do. And I, I, we can talk maybe tomorrow or whatever further about this. But no, I, yeah, call back. Would you, you can call back tomorrow. Feel free to call back tomorrow. We'd love to hear you. Because yeah, I, I want that. you to hear you share that story, okay? Okay. All right, great. Thanks, Gary. And he's right on. He's, he's absolutely. Have eyes to see. God, give us eyes to see. We're glad you tuned in today. Join us again tomorrow as we continue our teaching here on this uh, this particular topic about having divine eyes because we have a divine message. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening 